0: Well, good morning. Welcome to the Global Church Podcast. Um, I just returned uh, yesterday from a trip to Saskatchewan, and uh, so I wanted to give a little bit of a recap about that. And uh, Jim met last week with our Primetimers group, and uh, so we wanted to also give a little bit of just background about that and so sort of some of the things that are going on here. So,
1: Yeah, and then you're also going to be taking off tomorrow, so we also wanted to kind of close out our session today with uh, where you'll be heading tomorrow for your uh, next upcoming trip. Yeah, last week I had uh, just a great opportunity to spend time with the uh, Primetimers ministry here at FBC, and they, uh, for a number of years, they have been given to, uh, an orphanage uh, work uh, through harvesters and so the leadership of the Primetime Ministry they came to uh, Scott and I probably six weeks or so ago, maybe eight weeks and they just wanted to uh, give to something that would be more specific to uh, a, a location where uh, FBC is working and they could be more uh, directly involved, more personally involved more intimately involved with um, the, uh, the, the gifts and the offerings that they're able to give to a specific location. So as we talked about it, we, uh, we identified uh, Gopal Manali in Nepal, who would be a good, uh, a good location uh, for them to consider uh, giving their offerings to and their, their resources to specifically. So uh, Gopal has a school for untouch- untouchable children. And um, he has 91 uh, kids at the school there. And these are kids that have been, uh, don't have the resources to go to any, any other school. They've been, uh, and since outcast, they've been overlooked by much of society in the area there uh, where Gopal lives and where he works. But back up just for a quick minute. Gopal used to be a uh, work at a government school And uh, he had a really uh, well-paying job and a a good situation at a government school. And a number of years ago, he uh, resigned from that job to be able to go into full-time ministry in, in terms of helping to train and establish leaders in his area and in the surrounding area where he lives, focusing on his church and other churches around And then he um, started this school there uh, for uh, the uh, the untouchable uh, lower class uh, in in Nepal and in that in that specific area. So as we shared that with the leadership of the primetimers, they really uh, were just touched by the opportunity to be able to give directly to a work where FBC is specifically Mm -hmm. involved. And we've taken trips there before. We've seen this school. Uh, actually, there's a video uh, on our on our FBC uh, missions website that you're welcome to go check out. It's uh, Gopal Manali, uh, Nepal uh, is the title of it in the media page of the of the church website. You can get some more information about it then. So last week I was able to just spend some time with the Prime Timers. Um, a great ministry here of the church, and just share about the uh, way that God's working in, in that area and with, uh, with Nepal, uh, communicate to them what God's doing uh, in and through the school with reaching these 91 students or 91 uh, kids that are at the school there. And um, some of them have sponsorship and some of them do not have sponsorship, and so it was just a great time to uh, just spend with the primetimers who are uh, hungry and open and wanting to be involved in a ministry uh, like that uh, with Gopal in the school. So it was a great time. Mm.
0: And then just from the standpoint of a missions program, just uh, it's just, uh, I mean, obviously the prime timers, you know, they could have chosen to find their own project to give to. And there's a whole host of mission organizations out there, many mm-hmm. of which are doing very good works. And um, But we just really appreciated the fact that they came to us and sure. wanted to be involved with a, a work that we're already working with. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, obviously we're working in 17 different countries and you know, some of these works are very big works and include a lot of churches and a lot of people. Um, some of them are small—one, you know, one church, two churches. Um, others include like Gopal, uh, a school, and many locations where they're teaching. And um, and so, obviously, there's more genuine needs that come up in the lives of the people that we're working with in their ministries than. You know our our missions budget can can't afford, and mm-hmm. so it's it's awesome when people groups at FBC uh, who want to give and beyond their normal giving mm-hmm. to missions in some way or another come and want to uh, partner with us sure. and participate yeah. in places where we're already working because there's there are a lot of needs that that exist out there.
1: Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So you got back uh, just on Monday, right? From your trip up to Saskatchewan, right? And um, so, why don't you share a little bit about that trip and some of the information and and what what the Lord did through that trip?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So back in was it September? You and I first went up to Ethnos Canada. Uh, to, we had heard that Ethnos Canada, they were uh, making uh, just First Nations people and ministry and outreach a major part of their training there, and actually training missionaries for that work in mm-hmm. Canada. And <clears throat> so we just wanted to go up and see it firsthand and talk with them about it. And um, this, as we believe, God is leading us to place a a team to start a new work among Native Americans here in the U.S. Um, And while we were there, they told us about Dave Wright, who uh, is a New Tribes or Ethnos Canada missionary. Uh, He he had been a missionary in Papua New Guinea for many years, uh, worked among the Mangan tribe, planted a church, um, and had come home. um, I believe it was for a furlough. And he connected with an older um, Cree uh, Indian elder named Norm Norman, and um, he Dave began to lay out for Norman um, just about the chronological teaching and the foundational teaching, and mm. how it establishes people in the faith, and how it establishes churches, and really clears up a lot of confusion about things, and and um, and so. Norm got really excited about that and uh, began to talk to Dave about not going back to Papua New Guinea, but to actually stay mm-hmm. and and help him pass this teaching on to many of the churches up north. And just I don't know all the details and how God worked it out, but mm-hmm. God God did that. He laid that on Dave's heart, and so. I think it was in 2016, uh, was when they decided to stay and partner with Norm and, and, uh, begin that process. And so being that Norm is a, uh, a Cree, uh, uh, Indian, uh, he has relationships from this area up in the North, uh, that Dave didn't have. And, um, and so he began to reach out to missionaries and churches, pastors uh, up in that area. There's uh, there's some white Anglo churches. There's uh, there's Cree believers. There's Diné believers who they're related to the Navajo. Um, and then there's a bunch of Métis believers who are uh, they're half French and half Indian. And so he began to reach out to them, and and they're different denominations some are very charismatic Mm. and some not so much and and uh and approach them about them coming together for the purpose of receiving this training Mm. receiving this teaching Mm. and many of them bought in and and so they've been doing that now it's going on three years Mm. Um, and so mike and i flew out on wednesday um just uh they they had planned this past weekend was one of their every two weeks they travel up north and kind of do this circuit and and meet with uh these pastors and other church leaders missionaries and this was one of their you know the next weekend to do that and so we went out to to be a part of it and just see it and see what's going on Mm -hmm. and and see if we you know what we could learn from it and it's uh it was very interesting dave um dave's a I mean, if anybody has the gift of teaching, he does. Mm-hmm. It's was amazing just seeing the 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 way that he has redeveloped, repackaged the the chronological teaching. Very detailed, uh, very very well laid out. He's got teachers' manuals, instructions, um, all kinds of visuals. Um, he. Um, some of them he's he's actually teaching the lessons to, and then other ones he's actually teaching them how to teach, teaching them how to use the lessons. So he had different mm-hmm. groups, and his focus was, you know, a little different in each of those groups, and uh, very detailed, um, <clears throat> just doing a, a really good job of establishing people. And so he's got, you know, he, he had some charismatic missionaries that were coming to this training mm-hmm. that... that were buying in and, hmm. um, you know, that it had never seen truth laid out this way foundationally mm-hmm. like this. And it's, it's actually clearing up some wrong beliefs that mm. they had, you know, in false teaching mm-hmm. and stuff. And so it's, it's, it was really interesting to see. And, and just the, 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 the component that Norm added, just the relation, you know, relationship wise, I mean, it was, had he not been involved I don't know that Dave as a white guy would have been able to go up there and you know start these mm-hmm. relationships like you know like they have now and um, our 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 trip started in Saskatoon we flew into Saskatoon and that's where Dave picked us up and and then the next day we spent most of the time with the with the church there <coughs> in Osler that, they're a part of it's a there's over 400 people in the church uh it's seemed sounded like it's one of the largest in the community there um i think it was traditionally mennonite um but the the leadership of the church have totally bought into seeing the need to use dave's um curriculum as their main mode for discipling discipling the church mm. Like the whole church has, the whole church, the leadership has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the leadership there, they they have had Dave train them. They've gone through Dave's training, mm-hmm. and now they are training uh, other leaders in the church to continue passing it on and mm-hmm. using it in the church. And and so it was. Uh, that was something we didn't expect. We mm-hmm. were we were expecting to just go and and visit with you know the First Nations mm-hmm. people and. And um, to go and see a, you know, pretty much an Anglo church right there in the city that has totally bought into using it was really, was really good. It was encouraging. And um, we met with the pastor and some of the leaders and just getting feedback from them. Okay. So you guys have been in existence for all these years teaching kind of the, you know, the traditional mm-hmm. way that churches teach. Um, a lot of topical and you know maybe this book and then this book and then this book and so now you're teaching more foundationally what mm-hmm. has been the mm-hmm. what are you seeing are you mm-hmm. seeing you know people becoming established in the faith and and they had a lot of testimonies mm-hmm. of how it's mm-hmm. affecting lives and mm-hmm. people becoming clearer in truth and and seeing the big picture of you know this eternal plan of redemption that God created before the foundations of the earth and that unless you teach it as one continuum you you don't you don't you don't see that big picture and you don't see you know all these individual doctrines and biblical instruction and you know all the other specific truths that we often focus on in books how it fits into the big picture of you know God carrying out that plan and and so it was it was really, it was That's really good. good. Really good to hear. Yeah. Um,
1: so then, after visiting with uh, with with that church of so say four hundred or so people, yep. What was next?
0: Yeah. Then uh, the next day, um, oh, well, Wednesday when we got there, he had a meeting with in that church with some of those people, and then it was Thursday. The next day, we met with them, and then Friday we headed up north. Okay. And went to three different locations up north. Um I can't remember the area of the first one. It was just this resort that was they called it a resort, but it was more like a camping uh hunting camp uh out in the middle of nowhere.
1: Were people hunting? No. No, <laughs>
0: yeah. No, but it <laughs> felt was a pretty like good it. area for hunting. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 But but that's kind of was the layout of the cabins and stuff. Okay. And then from there we went up to Buffalo Narrows. Um which was a community of about 1,500 people uh, way up
1: north. So it was cold, snowy? Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. It was actually a warm week, and it was hovering around 23 degrees. So, yeah, the week before it was quite cold. They were saying (laughs) snow and all that. And then so we were there Saturday and met with a group. Um, And then the next day, Sunday, we drove across to what's called Pine House Lake, And it was a Métis community um, and attended this church, a church of Métis people uh, pastored by a pastor from Trinidad and Tobago. Mm. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it was was interesting. Uh, And then that afternoon, Dave had a training session in that church. And so we left about 7 that night to head back to Saskatoon. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, it was...
1: So you already told me earlier, but tell our listeners about your trip back.
0: Yeah, so the, the, yeah. It's, it was supposed to be five, six hours, something like that. It ended up being eight. Uh, we came out, everything was icy and slippery. And and um, we arrived back at the hotel in Saskatoon at 3 a.m. and had a 6 a.m. flight. Mm-hmm. So we had about an hour to shower and repack. That and was Monday. Then head to the airport, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. What time to so-
1: get back to town here.
0: Uh, Landed at like 4.30 p.m. We had a five-hour layover in Toronto. Mm. Um, Yeah, so then arrived back about 4.30. Got home somewhere around 6.30. Yeah, yeah. So Monday (laughs) was a long day. Yeah, a long day. Yeah.
1: Remind us again real real briefly uh, for our listeners that might not know why we took this trip up there in terms of the way that we believe God leading FBC in terms of Native American ministries.
0: Yeah, just um, through the years of going out to work with the Navajo, um, the Navajo work, you know, we've done the same thing with them that we do in all the other 17 countries where we work. And in all those places, we're able to partner with the pastors and the church leaders and equip them. and, And then they grow and and become established and are able to equip their churches and equip other leaders and begin equipping other pastors. And and for whatever reason, um, that's just never taken off Mm -hmm. like that among the Navajo. Um, One, um, you know, the one main pastor, Alden, that we've worked with for many, many years, he's done a great job of sticking to the teaching Mm -hmm. and teaching through the lessons. And, you know, but they're way out in the middle of nowhere, and this church is made up of ma- mainly family members, mm-hmm. people from his clan. They're all older. Um, they just really haven't been in a place to affect, mm-hmm. influence anyone else. Right. And um, as we have come into contact with other churches, as we've contacted other groups, other organizations like Indian Bible College, mm-hmm. who has a much broader uh, perspective of Native Americans in, in general, we began to realize just the tremendous need that exists. And, and uh, you remember the the president of IBC told us that among 573 groups, Native American nations, there isn't one that they know of that has a biblically sound, reproducing, functioning, discipling church
1: mm-hmm. among mm-hmm. any of them. Right.
0: There's many of... Right. Many churches, denominational churches, and uh, but very, very confused in the yeah. faith. And, and so, we believe God's leading us right. to form a team from a, a trained, discipled team from FBC right. and begin a new work among Native Americans yeah. somewhere,
1: yeah. Yeah, and in the past mm-hmm. uh year, there's been uh, six uh, trips one way or the other. Because uh, we went there with Jordan about a year ago now, just over a year ago. Mm -hmm. And then in January this year, we were out there with Joel and Rachel, um, who now God is leading to Thailand. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we were out there in the spring where we visited uh, in the Bible College. And then you and I went to Durham the ethnos 360 headquarters talking about them with first nations um we brought uh daniel and Corinne here Mm -hmm. for our global church week Mm -hmm. and then now you've taken this trip so you know god's really in the past year uh really uh, focused us in terms of moving forward with uh getting more involved with native american ministries not only thinking about it but then also uh, you know, energies and resources and trips and personnel to move forward and see how it is that he wants to to lead us and direct us. So that was where really the purpose of your trip there was to yeah. really just gain more information. <clears throat> uh, what what's what's taking place and just kind of just gathering more data, gathering more information as as God moves us forward to in His timing to send our own team. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And I was expecting. Um, I, I, I was expecting to go out and, and see, uh, you know, like a First Nations church. You know, the, the way that the guys at Ethnos Canada made it sound, and uh, it wasn't it wasn't so much like that. There were uh, First Nations people mixed in. You know, there, mm-hmm. each each place we were at, it was a mixed group. There were Anglo's and Métis and some First Nations people. Um, so it didn't get to see that it's it's still new it's only been you know it's going on three years and so it's still very much in the beginning establishing stages um but i did grab a testimony from that dave had given us while we were there that i wanted to play that uh, i thought might be really good to to hear
2: so we were the thing that's been so amazing in this journey is the the varied people that have been affected by it, um, like cross-denominational um, boundaries, like so even even the even here in the Buffalo teaching, like sitting at the same table as Charismatics and more Calvinistic, all sitting at the same table. You've got you've got Cree, you've got Dene, you've got Métis, you've got Whites, all sitting at the same table, and Africans there today, yesterday. And the thing that's been incredible is how God has brought them along through the truth of His Word, everybody engaging with the truth at their own level um, and impacting. And it's like Tony said, like we've been teaching, I don't know how many times we've come up here now, every two weeks, all winter, like the first winter, like everybody stayed. Like it was just crazy. And then the next year, like there's more, and then the multiplication component of of now seeing who our leaders were and then training them and their reteaching and, and everybody's busy, and so they're coming because they're hungry and they want to be they want to be fed. But even on the other end of the spectrum is is the independent Baptist, King James only, and um, fascinating how God has opened that door for them as well. And and some of their pastors came to a first training event and, and four days in the pastor just came eyes as big as saucers. He says, Dave, this just changes everything. He says, we didn't preach God in relationship. We preached against sin. And so now they've discovered grace. And so it's just transforming this little body of believers that have split and split and split and split all over the place. But now they're discovering grace and honoring and relationship and understanding people and not beating people over the head and um, just fascinating. And so this is a testimony from a pastor and he's allowed us to, to quote him. He said, just to note, to let you know how I've seen established impact my life and those around me. I greatly value where the teaching begins in Genesis 1.1. From there, a very strong foundation is laid in Genesis through the rest of the Bible The course is very strong in biblical exposition where Bible doctrines are very plainly and powerfully dealt with. The highlight of the course for me personally so far is the exalted position given to God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I have a greater understanding of the person of God and His gracious work among men than I have ever had in my life. I have been a Bible-believing Christian for over 63 years and a pastor for the last 35. Hmm.
0: Yeah, and so that's, you know, that's... So this is a community that, you know, like you said, you had a, a, a King James only very legalistic church. You have very uh, charismatic churches. Um, you have, you know, First Nations people that are mixing in. You know, a, a lot of syncretism of their old beliefs with Christianity, mm-hmm. and and how this foundational, chronological uh, teaching. Mm-hmm. can go in with all those different people sitting at the same table and begin to get them all on the same page mm-hmm. you know uh, unifying them in the faith yeah um, I mean that's and that's that's what we're seeing is needed among the Native American people mm-hmm. in in the us yeah. um, and that's that's where we're headed that's where we're headed wonderful
1: yeah so you're able to see some of that there yep to, and in varying degrees. Yep. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, good. So uh, tomorrow. Yep. Uninnet early, even probably early. Yeah, uh, eight a.m. Yeah, flight. Yeah. So eight a.m. flight means get there at five thirty, which means look at the house at four. So early. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so you're heading to Guadalajara. Mexico. Share with us a little bit about what that trip's going to entail.
0: Yeah, every year the Guadalajara Church has a they call it a family conference or family retreat, and um, they usually ask one of us from here to go. John Morrison's gone in the past. Dennis McNutt's gone in the past. You've gone a couple times. Mm-hmm. I've gone a couple times. Uh, they've had Wilson, Camperverdi. They've had my dad, mm-hmm. um, and so they um, they asked Annette and I to come. Um, I had shared uh, with Victor a um, number of months ago about our trip to Kenya and uh, just uh, teaching through Revelation there with in Wibuye and how uh, God used that in our lives. And you know, had been since before 2000. Year 2000 was the last time I taught through Revelation mm-hmm. with our Karen believers back in Thailand. And you know, after. Eighteen or nineteen years of growing in the knowledge of God and growing in grace, you mm. know. Just, I, I see the book in a totally new light, yeah. and I was just sharing some of that with him, and um, he got excited about it and asked if we would be willing to mm. come and teach it there at their family conference, and so.
1: So most of their church comes out to that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they
0: come as families. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's a really really neat thing. Uh, it's very. Uh, very encouraging, mm-hmm. very encouraging to be there and to just see their unity and oneness and love and care for mm-hmm. one another. And and uh,
1: so, yeah, that's, yeah. What, we're, that's what we're doing. Well, that's great. So. That's good. Yeah. Well, certainly all our listeners can be praying uh, for you and Annette yep. as you guys take off early in the morning and you'll be back on Monday. Get back Monday. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so we can um, get back together in here and we can... Uh, doing the podcast and, and meet with our listeners again and hear an update from your trip. And um, I was thinking, uh, I haven't mentioned this to you yet, but yeah. off the top of my head, maybe we can yeah. have Joel and uh, Rachel come join us sometime soon yeah. to get an update about them yeah, heading up the Thailand be great. and yeah. uh, get, talk about that a little bit with them. And then also last week you mentioned, just as a reminder to everybody, that we have a missiology class mm-hmm. um, coming up. We renamed it you remember what we renamed it I don't remember what we renamed it to (laughs) Uh,
0: I'm still jet lagging yeah
1: (laughs) so um, December the 1st is when it starts Uh, 1045 uh, missiology class I think Uh, looking at missions from God's perspective something along those lines Uh, check the website and uh, check whatever information platform you like to use about that upcoming class but we'd love to have you join us
0: it'll be an 11 to 12 week class yeah, like that.
1: yeah 11 to 12 week class we'd love to have you join us start yeah. on December the 1st so God's perspective on global missions, God's on global missions. there okay. you there you have it thanks that's it all right yeah <laughs> <laughs> we came out with it but they can't remember it right so. <laughs> all so. right well anything else to share
0: no I think that's it okay yeah. great thanks
1: for joining okay. us and we'll, Thank you. we'll see you next week